call is now being recorded. <laughs> We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. Okay, everybody, uh, we're back for episode seven. Uh, we're going to call this one Game Over in reverence to the late, great Bill Paxton uh, yeah. as this last week. Um, oh, so many good roles. I mean, this one so really, much. this one really, yeah, this one really hit me hard. I, I always like Bill Paxton. I mean, I, I mean, going back to, to weird science, you know, Probably the first time that I'd ever seen him. Um, yeah, I remember thinking, "Is this guy like? Is that really him?" Like I didn't even like I had a, it blurred the line of, of actor for me. Like I was like, "This guy is amazing! Like this character is incredible!" <laughs> and yeah. uh, and he really, I mean, he really elevated that movie. I mean, it was a fun movie, but his lines and and his. Uh, you know, uh, uh, phrases that he came up with, which I found out later, those were all things that his dad used to say. Um, oh, really? Actually, I've been, yeah, I've been actually listening to a lot of interviews uh, with him in the last week here. Because, you know, of course, everybody comes out of the woodwork uh, and starts posting all these things. Um, yeah. Why, why they wouldn't post them before now kind of makes me mad because, you know, <laughs> I think he would have liked it, you know, that they posted this stuff. Um, right. But he wasn't a big enough name to get that kind of attention. You know, I mean, it's like, even though everybody knew him, some people didn't know his name. For a long time, nobody knew his name. In fact, they always got him confused with Bill Pullman, who looks nothing yeah. like him. But they had similar names. Well, they have the same yeah. first name. <laughs> That's it. How could you not get confused? <laughs> There's two guys named Bill who are actors. We <laughs> don't know their names, but we see them in stuff. Um, so I thought that was, you know, uh, kind of lame. They'd, like he was trending, like on you know online, you know, like it always shows like what's trending right now. And Bill Paxton was trending. It's like when was the last time Bill Paxton trended? You know, it's like he had to die in order for that to happen. Um, but super underrated. And uh, I think the thing that, that really bothers me is that every interview I saw him in, and even going back to the Minnesota Connection, um, you know, he was the lead in Sam Raimi's movie, Simple Plan, which shot yep. here. Um, yep. And everybody involved in that production that I've met over the years um, they have all said the same thing, that he was just an amazingly nice guy. Like, just a super nice guy, loved his family, liked to work, was, you know, hardworking, great work ethic, you know, wasn't like a partier. He was, a, you know, he was serious about what he was doing, and he really wanted to get better. He always wanted to get better. Like, he was always looking for ways to grow as an, as an actor, and, and he really wanted to... Uh, direct. That was with something he was really uh, drawn to, and mm-hmm. he actually he actually did the first uh, he did a music video 
for Fish Heads, which is a yeah. goofy song that was like a Dr. Demento like hit. Um, and he directed it. And so, I mean, he always had this kind of director thing in him. And uh, he just really wanted to learn all aspects of the business, you know. And, and he, you know, became friends with James Cameron, uh, you know, when he was young. And, you know, when he was just starting out, he was working, like, in his art department. And uh, they ended up becoming really good friends. And, and you would see James, him in every James Cameron movie, you know. I mean, he had a oh, small yeah. part in, had that small part in Terminator. Um, at the beginning yeah. when, uh, As the punk. Arnold, yeah. Uh, yeah, when Arnold one of the punks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then of course he was in, uh, uh, Aliens. Aliens. And, yeah. which we just talked about last week. Isn't that weird? Like we were just talking about it last week about how well that film holds up and, and, uh, we might have even said Bill Paxton was one of the reasons. I don't remember if we said it or not, but I was thinking it. Um, <laughs> well, that counts. I think that counts. <laughs> it counts. Um, but uh, I mean, you can't think of aliens without thinking of of Hicks. I mean, no, uh, no way. I mean, yeah. it's impossible. I mean, he's got the greatest uh, one-liners, and and uh, he's so good in that. And um, I remember, like, after Weird Science and Aliens, and and uh, then he was like in Predator Two. Like, he was really good in that. Um, did you ever see Near Dark? I did see Near Dark, and awesome. You know, and that has like yeah. three Terminator, or, uh, uh, yeah, Terminator people in it. It's got Lance Henderson, yeah. it's got, uh, uh, Bill Paxton, and it's got, uh, the one who played, uh, uh, oh my god. Was oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Vasquez. Vasquez. And, uh, yeah. um, that's a very underrated. That's a very underrated movie. You know, that was a really good, uh, good film. Um, but you know, I worked. I worked at a video store uh, in the late eighties, early nineties, and Bill Paxton showed up in a lot of like those kind of direct-to-video kind of movies, and he became kind of a hero of mine. Like I was just like, this guy, he works, man. He is out there. He is. His, he is in everything. You know, it's like he'd always have these small parts, and he usually he usually would die. Um, in the movies, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, I mean, he uh, gosh, there's so many great ones. I mean, one false move. I watched that on the day he died, out of respect for him, because he was really proud of that one. Um, it was kind of his first lead, and he's terrific in it. And it's uh, it was written by Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton is in it, um, and. Uh, that was when I was like, okay, this guy's serious. Like, he's a serious actor. Like, that's that's really, like, elevated his, like, brother to the lead, you know, who gets killed and then, you know, has to be revenged uh, kind of characters he had been playing up until that point. Um, mm-hmm. But then Simple Plan, he was amazing in, you know, and, and that's a really good movie. Um, and, then he, and then he directed. He directed uh, the movie Frailty. Did you ever see that? Yeah. I don't remember if I saw that or not. Where he I want to say that uh, I did, but I... He plays the, he plays the father of uh, two boys, and he uh, got a vision uh, from God uh, telling him that uh, um, he would be given the, uh, the ability to tell if somebody was a demon or not. 
and that he was kind of the the Lord's executioner, like he would, you know, destroy these demons. And I, uh, I don't think I saw that. So he's he's murdering people, you know, like they're <laughs> demons. He's murdering them, and and he brings his sons along with it. Like you know, you're part of the mission. You know, you get a, and one of them is like on board. He's like, okay, if Dad says it's true, it must be true. And the other one is like, hold on a minute, this is messed up. We're you know, we're murdering, we're murdering people. Um, yeah. But it's a very it's a very good movie, and uh, he was very good in it, and he did a great job directing it. Um, of course, Paul Thirteen, um, uh, Titanic. Yeah, he's got the he's got the opening and closing of Titanic. Um, I thought he was really good in Agents of Shield. Even he was really good in Agents of Shield, and I was disappointed yeah. that they killed him off because I was hoping that he would have a bigger part in the Marvel universe. I was like, oh, yeah. cool! Now Bill Paxton is in the Marvel universe, and then they yeah. <laughs> um, which I was like, well, that's a drag. Because um, then he had like a cybernetic arm or something, and I was like, oh, I want to know more about that. You know, he's got, you know, <laughs> so he's like, you know, whatever. But but sadly, um, yeah, he passed away, and that's that's really a bummer. Um, it really made me sad because I, I felt for his family, I felt for his kids. You know, he had uh, two grown kids and. Um, just, you know, just a sad thing, you know, when somebody that nice, you know, yeah. uh, passes away like that. Uh, and he was young. He was only 60, 61. Uh, um, so yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say any more about it, but it totally depressed me. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm still depressed about it. Like, it's still a bummer <laughs> to me when I think yeah. about it, because I was like, it is funny because I just listened a couple of weeks ago to WTF, and he was being interviewed uh, by Mark Marin, and it was an amazing interview. And I was I came away from listening to that interview like you know this guy is great, what a great guy, you know just I mean just so humble and just like you know uh, self-deprecating and funny and, you know, interesting and just an interesting life and just, you know, um, he really worked hard, you know, to get where he was. And and, uh, and he still felt like he was not where he wanted to be. Like, he's like, I want to, you know, I want to get better. Yeah, he's like, I, you know, I, I like the projects that I, you know, I get offered, but, you know, I, I want to get better. And he had a movie that he was, like, pushing really hard to get made that he wanted to direct. And he said, I can't, I can't get this thing off the ground. He was like, I have to, you know, I need to have a star attached to it. And, you know, and I've had people talk about it and say they want to do it and they would fall through. And then, you know, and so even him, he had a hard time getting a movie made, you know, and that's, that's really crazy to me. You know, somebody who's been in the business that long, and he still couldn't uh, get it off the ground. But it was yeah. a passion project for him, and and he really was committed to it. And unfortunately, you know, he didn't he didn't get to do it. Um. So yeah, total bummer. Need to start the show that way. But and then of course now we got the stupid rule of threes thing. 
But <laughs> Judge Judge Wapner died the same day. Oh, that's right. So that if you consider him a celebrity, which I mean, he was in Rain Man. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> that, he's the, he has to be one of the biggest of the TV judges besides Judge Judy. Well, he was the first one. Judge Wap, right, right. Judge Wapner and Judge Judy are those big TV judges. You know, I, I, well, I say he, court, he has a place in pop culture. Oh yeah, I mean, when People's Court yeah. started, I mean, Judge Wapner was him. I mean, like that. Oh, was, yeah. like, everybody knew Judge Wapner, and every yep. joke was about Judge Wapner, and it was like you know, um, he was. I mean, definitely cemented in the minds of everybody as that's. The TV judge guy, yeah. um, and we and we bought it, and we I mean we appreciated his, uh, you know, determination to serve justice <laughs> against <laughs> against uh, bad the roommate that wouldn't pay rent. That's yeah. right. There's a lot of bad landlords, a lot of a lot of roommates, uh, people who bought cars from friends of friends. <laughs> um, all kinds of things. People who didn't, you know, pay their phone bill, and so they got stuck with it. And Judge Wapner was there, um, and uh, actually, I think the person who was more, probably more famous, was Doug Llewellyn, who was the guy who yeah. would stand outside and uh, interview the people as they came out. And, you know, and be like, "Are you happy with the decision?" and be like. No, Judge Wapner doesn't know what he's talking about. And, you know, they get all mad, and you know, and uh, that was always the funnest part of the People's Court. It was actually when the people would come out and you'd get to hear their response. And sometimes they'd just be so like nonchalant about it, they'd be like, "Why did you even do this? Like, you don't even seem all that excited about anything." And he's like, "Well, what the judge said." And it's like, "Yeah, you could have like just done that, like." on your neighbor's doorstep. Like, you didn't even have to, like, you have to go on TV because your tree was hanging over the property line or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, that was was kind of nonsense. But it was good TV. It was reality, reality TV before reality TV was a thing. And, you know, one of their biggest fans was Rain Man. He loved yeah. some Judge Wapner. He was definitely. He said, he, he said his clock by it. Literally. <laughs> like, he, he actually was like, he knew exactly what time People's Court was going to be on. What would Green Man do now with, with you know, DVRs and streaming? That would really screw him up. Like, he would have no idea where he was supposed to be at any time. Like, he would completely. They should do a sequel. Yeah, he'd be lost. He wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> that would be a disaster before Raymond. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to... Yeah, I don't know how he functions. Oh, boy. I'm still bummed. Man, I can't, I can't yeah. shake it now. Now the more I think about it, the more bummed I get. Um, and I do have a, a personal connection to him that... Uh, when I was uh, starting out in acting, um, I was taking any job that I could, uh, whether it be extras or, or, or anything. Um, somebody called me while I was at work, and 
before, even before like pagers, like most people didn't really have pagers yet unless you were a doctor. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and this person called me and she was in charge of extras and stand-ins, uh, on feature films that were shooting, shooting here. And, uh, she called me and asked me on the voice message, um, they're shooting this movie. Um, Bill Paxton is the lead. You are the same height and relative build as Bill Paxton. Would you uh, be a stand-in for him? And I got the message, and I was like, oh, oh, holy cow, holy cow. Because <laughs> I knew what the movie was, and I knew it was Sam Raimi who was directing it. And I love Sam Raimi, obviously, because of Evil Dead. And I was like, ah, and so I, I called as soon as I got the message, and I was like, oh, my gosh, uh, yes, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it. And she's like, oh, Steve, you should have got to me sooner. I had to come up with somebody quick, and I had to give it to somebody else because you didn't call me back. And I was uh, like, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, now I go, wow. <laughs> like, I went from, like, total elation to, like, complete disappointment in a matter of, like, 30 seconds. And I just heard about the job 30 seconds ago, and I already was disappointed. Like, I was like, I didn't even got the job. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I lost it. Um, and then what made it worse. I don't remember that. Yeah, well, then what made it worse was... Um, one of my friends, and I won't say his name, but he called me shortly after that. And he's like, you won't believe what just happened. You know, today I, I said, I, I'm going to be a stand-in for, for Bill Paxton. And I'm like, mother, what? And I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, the same height. And, so, and then so he told me all about it while he was doing it, of course. And I'm just gritting my teeth every time he would tell me about it. And he'd be like, yeah, they'd make me stand on these boxes because, you know, I'm not tall enough. Uh, uh, uh. And I'm like, oh, my God, I want to kill you. I want to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are so horrible right now. Um, so, yeah, so that, was, that was a total bummer. And so I had not only did I get the, almost get the chance to work with Sam Raimi, and Bill Paxton, and Billy Bob Thornton. I mean, like, there was big people in that movie. Um, but then my friend got it. And I was happy for him, but I was like, uh, man, if I just would have had a stupid pager like a doctor, I could have <laughs> gotten, gotten that message. Um, only. So, so thanks, a, thanks a lot, technology of, you know, 1992. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't 92, it was 96. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so there you go. That's my connection to Bill Paxton. And, uh, <laughs> like I said, it doesn't matter. I mean, I love the guy so much, and I, I loved everything he did. And um, Everybody go watch One False Move. It's an amazing film, and if you can find Frailty, that's a really good film, too. So, yeah, that's it. That's all I got on poor Bill. Um Wow, we talked about that for 25 minutes. That's a long time to talk about Bill, which I, I think he deserves. He deserves that much. Um, yeah. Did you... Definitely, uh, definitely a bummer. Did you watch Walking Dead? I did. Let's, uh, okay. before we do that, I want to talk about uh, some of our corrections from past episodes that people... Oh, yeah, about. we screwed yeah, screw up big. We screwed up, I mean, I think we screw up everything every week, so that's just the way it goes. But... Um, 
Chris had mentioned that uh, Star Trek Four was the one with the whales, not what did we say it was five? Yes. And Star Trek Five was about finding God, which I kind of barely remember that. Oh, I'm just and uh, Leprechaun Four again was the space one, and of oh. course Jason X, Jason Ten was the the space one. So we had nothing right talking about space. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's you know. That's the way. We need, fa- we, need a, we need a fact checker. We gotta we gotta get, uh, <laughs> we gotta get somebody who's on staff to look this stuff up. And you know, we can't come up with everything. We can't. You know? It's not. It's you not like bothered I, to count. Come on. You know, it's like I mean, my brain is filled with all of this garbage, but I can't be expected to remember like every number you know, date and whatever. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it just comes out when it comes out. And that's just, you know, that's how it happens. And uh, we'll we'll try to do better. That's all I, that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really, like, unacceptable when you think about it. Um, we pride ourselves on this, <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast that, on this podcast that we get nothing for. <laughs> um, that we do for free to an empty room that's heard by, you know, easily 60 people. It's a surprising day. amount. I, I will just say that. It's a surprising huh. amount, and we love you all. Oh, it's going, up. it's going up. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm glad everybody's here. Um, so, yeah. So, so yeah, Walking Dead. Did you, did you I thought it was a good, solid episode. Yeah. It was uh, it is, it is. very... Eugene-centric episode, which I don't know if we've ever really had one of those. No, and, and it introduced my new favorite character, Jar of Pickles. Yeah. Uh, which I've been waiting for him to show up, and uh, I was not disappointed. Um, I know he's much, he's much, he's much different in the comics. He's not. He's, yeah. I mean, it's, it was. It was definitely. Do you know how Kirkman throws in that switcheroo every once in a while? And uh, you want to keep you on your toes. So Jar Pickles, I mean, easily one of my favorite characters of the whole series. And I'm really excited to see to see where his story goes because uh, man, that's some big stuff ahead for him. Um, I love how he says he says to Megan, "What is he?" He's like, "Well, I was gifted this jar of pickles." <laughs> that was that was spot on. That was funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would um, kill any doctors at this point. I think maybe that's not a good idea. There's yeah, only I, so, I was there's only so that too. many. I, I don't. I, no, I think you're breaking up here. Yeah, so are you a little bit. Oh, is somebody listening? Oh, we have a tap. Tap. Yeah. Oh man, I knew it would happen. Um. Yeah, what were you saying about the doctor? Oh yeah, just that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just think doctors are a pretty much a premium everywhere in that universe. So why risk killing any of them? Which. How many doc? I mean, I, I feel like a lot of doctors have died on the show. Yeah, there has been multiple doctors who have 
been killed, um, whether it be in uh, the governor's place. Uh, where was that again? Rosemont. What was it called? Woodbury. 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 <laughs> another another Minnesota <laughs> suburb. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Cottage Grove. Is that what it was called? <laughs> um, that's... Uh, that's funny. Why did I say road song? <laughs> that really, that really tickles me. Um, yeah, Wood, Woodbury. He had a doctor, and he he passed away violently. Um, and then uh, then we had the whole Denise. hospital. Yeah, Denise got the crossbow in the eye, and then and then uh, the doctors. Remember all the doctors in that creepy hospital where the cops were like. For some reason, still in uniform, like something. Oh like, yeah, that's right. I completely forgot that? about that whole part. What was that about? That was weird. Like everybody's yeah. in uniform. Like they wanted to keep everything like normal or something, other than the fact that they're stuck in a building because there's zombies running around outside. So they wanted to feel like they still had a society. Um, so they still cleaned their uniforms. Yeah, that was strange. That was a weird detour on that one. But there was a lot of doctors there, and I know a bunch of them died. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it's, a, I think it's a bad idea at this point to be killing off any medical personnel. I think you could, <laughs> you could have found, you could have found some other way to, you know, punish him than that. I don't think I'd even have like ironed his face or anything. You know, because, I mean, that would, like, put you into shock, and then, you know, what good are you then? You know, so, I think it's a, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that I mean, I think they're, they're trying to show that Negan is just off balance, and he's driven by jealousy and rage. I mean, he's not, he's not a rational thinking person a lot of times. No, he's passionate. He's passionate yeah. about things, and, and, uh. I think uh I think we're gonna see Dwight make his uh make his turn now. Um I think they've been setting that up pretty strong. Oh yeah, they've been they've totally and been setting that up for a long time. And, and that's not, you know, that's not any secret. Um and I love the fact that uh Eugene is kind of living this uh fantasy that he's been telling people for so long. Um and so now he's able to like use that to kind of become this, you know, uh, big man on campus uh, with all of his, you know, stories of being, you know, this genius. Um, and he is a smart guy. There's no doubt about that. But I mean, like, of course, we all know at this point that, you know, it's all uh, bullshit. You know, all of it. You yeah. know, like he yeah. you know, this whole thing and working for the government and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that's fun to see him you know, acting this stuff out, and, and everyone's buying it. Negan's buying it. Everybody's buying it. Um, I love the little smirk he had on his face the first time when he realized that he had gotten away with it. Um, when, he was, <laughs> when, he was, when he was crying and, and pleading and, you know, um, he's like, I am, I am a smarty pants, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then he walks away, and he's got that, that nice smirk on his face. That's like, yeah, I did it. They're totally buying this. Um, yeah, which uh, which is fun. Um, and he got a "They Might Be Giants" song um, in his little uh, musical uh, interlude thing. 
which to get a giant son. Yeah, right when he uh, when he took all the medication and dumped it in his bedpan. Oh yeah, they, uh, they immediately cut to a they might be giant song. And I don't know I didn't which, song, that. which song it was, but I love They Might Be Giants. So that was uh, that was fun. Um, so yeah, so I really I, I enjoyed the episode a lot, and I think uh, after last week's, you know, the week before with the junkyard people, um, I needed to feel like the show could be good again because that was <laughs> so terrible. And the more I thought about it, the more dumb I thought it was. And I was like, <laughs> why in the world? Would you make that episode? That was so terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, it was another filler, filler episode. Yeah, I mean, we've had those, just, plenty of those in the time in the past. Yeah, but they were never that dumb. I mean, that was just dumb. Um, so <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm over it now. Uh, hopefully, maybe that will pay off at some point. Maybe maybe they'll make a bunch of those uh, spiked zombies to use in the uh, Negan War. But now they know then they know how to yeah, they know how to make these spiked zombies for some reason. Um, yeah. How could that how could that zombie even like carry that big weight on its head? Like it's you think its head would just like, fall off. Yeah, I mean like they're yeah. not strong. I mean, well, they're, and they're rotting. They, I mean they they Yeah, they're, they're totally rotting, rotting and falling apart. They even showed that it must have been a fresh they, one. Oh yeah, but, you know they showed that thing fall apart in the this last episode. Anyway, I just didn't get it. It just didn't make any sense. You can't put armor on a zombie. It's just ridiculous. The, uh, that part with the zombie falling apart. You know, I shoot the kids downstairs like every Sunday night, and yeah. uh, uh, Zoe had to come up and use the bathroom. Oh no! So I was like, "All right, hurry!" You know, it had been a pretty calm episode for the most part, except for that. She comes out of the bathroom right at that part. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like, oh my she gosh! Is, yeah, the one, the one part that was like gross in that episode. <laughs> yeah, she's she's scarred. I don't know. Life. I don't know what she, she saw or if she saw any of it, but I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" <laughs> but one, but one, but one, one short, yeah, that that one, the one five-second clip. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, as a kid, as a kid, I got scared by thirty-second commercials. You know, I mean, you know, trailers <laughs> for horror movies. It's not even like the movie, like just like them showing like the title card. You know, with you know, rated R. Yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, that's it, and that was enough. Yeah. And I would be like, ah, ah, yeah. I can't even, I can't even touch a knife because I'm scared. Because <laughs> that, that big pumpkin head was holding one in, in Halloween. You know, <laughs> and that was just a poster, this big pumpkin head with a knife. And that was enough to scare me to death. That's how, that's how freaking scared I was of that stuff. Um. I was so terrified of horror movies and, and stuff. So, I mean, any visual like that can easily long, you know, lodge itself in your brain and you could have nightmares for years. Not saying that she will. Um, yeah. She's but, pretty, uh, uh, you know, she's got two older brothers and she's pretty well, I guess, desensitized would be the correct word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, still, I was like, I can't believe 
Yeah. I don't have any way to like pause it. I don't have we're the way we were watching it. It was essentially live, so it was like I had no, I couldn't you know pause it when she came upstairs, and it was just it just happened. It was so quick. Well, you know, and the thing is, is that kids are naturally drawn to it. Like, there's nothing like nothing you can do about them being drawn to it because of the curiosity. There's a huge yeah. curiosity with it because here's the show that I can't watch. That you know everybody says is too scary for me, and I can't, I can't, you know, uh, find out what happens in it. And so, anytime you know that's on, you know that that curiosity is killing them. You know, just like yeah. what is it? Like, what am I not seeing? There's got to be something, yeah. you know. And and so, just even just like walking through the room, they're gonna be like. Oh, what's going on? You know, like they are going to be down yeah. to it, as I was the same way. I mean, I, even though I was terrified of that stuff, I was drawn to it. I wanted to know what was going on, and I wanted to like hear what happened, but I didn't want to see it. Like if I saw it, then it would be awful. But I still <laughs> wanted to know, and I think that's and that and they see this is you know pre-internet, but I mean the only reason, the only way you could kind of get like any information on that kind of stuff was uh, like Fangoria magazine and there was uh, like Monsters magazine. And you could look at those at, you know, at Tom Thumb or whatever and, you know, they'd have them right on the rack and you could just open it up. And it was great for people like me who were too scared to see any of these movies, but I could open it up and I could see stills from Friday the 13th and I could see like maybe like half a dozen like kills from the movie, which were horrible, you know, I mean, you know, shit, sure somebody with, like, an arrow through their eye or, you know, their throat cut or whatever, and it was yeah. terrifying and, and horrible, but I could I could see it and not have to participate into, like, the actual, like, sitting down and being forced to, like, have that, you know, tension of, like, oh, no, what's going to happen? I, I could just look at that magazine and be like, oh, there's the monster from Creepshow. You know, there's the, you know, whatever. I could see those things, and it satisfied that curiosity for me. So I wasn't yeah. like, you know, and then I could actually, and this is something that I would do, and I'm not proud of it, but when I would be with my little friends, um, I mean, they were normal size, I mean, for their age. It wasn't like... They were like scary, they, scary little. No, no, they were they abnormally, like, yeah, they were abnormally, no, they were abnormally little. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's not like... I was normal size and they were small. It was anyway. So they were my <laughs> friends and we'd be talking about things and something would come up about, you know, a horror movie or whatever. And because I had looked at these stupid magazines, I could say that I had seen the movie because I saw uh. these images. So I would, to make myself look like I was a big shot, Though why would that make me a big shot? I don't know. Um, that shows what kind of circles <laughs> I ran in. <laughs> the, the fact that I could like say that I saw Friday the Thirteenth, even though I was only you know what you know eleven or whatever, how old I was, twelve. Um, but you know, I could actually like speak like reasonably intelligently about them because I had seen these these magazines. So. I use that to kind of gain uh, status 
I guess is what I did. Ah. Yeah. Very sneaky. So, yeah, kind of pretty reprehensible when I think about it. Pretty irresponsible. All your, uh, all your <laughs> elementary school friends I should, are now listening and judging. I should not have, I should not have used that for my gain. I should have kept that to myself. That was wrong. <laughs> and I feel bad. Um, so yeah, so, uh, your daughter is scarred. And, uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, a lot of trailers. This week. Yeah. Ton of trailers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a top one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy cow. Yeah. Number two. I can't, I can't watch. I can't, I can't watch anymore. That's it. I'm done. Because it's too good and I don't want to know anymore and I don't need to see anymore. I already knew I right. in it. James Gunn does a great job cutting trailers, though. I don't know if he mm-hmm. directly oversees them, but at least with the first Guardians set of trailers back for the first movie, you laughed at the trailer, but then when you actually saw it in the movie, it was even funnier. Somehow, he's a, just a master at doing that. So I, I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything by watching Guardians trailers. Yeah, I'm still going to stop. I'm done. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's close enough now. I mean, it's only a couple yeah. months away, and, and I can wait. I'm okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't need to see any more. Um, and then uh, they had the King Kong trailer, which I have to say. They had the one I missed that. The King Kong uh, Skull Island. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. I didn't watch uh, the, the, the newest one. Oh, the newest one is by far the best. It's really, really well, yeah, very well put together. It's got great humor, good music. Um, you guys, it made me want to see the movie, which is the goal. Cool. You know, like, yeah. to get me to want to see the movie. And now I'm like, yeah, I will totally see this movie now. It looks like a lot of fun. And uh, it's got more uh, um, John C. Riley, and, and he's always welcome. You know, show him in your trailer mm-hmm. if you can, because he's always great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we had Alien Covenant, which we talked about on the show. Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet either. Uh, oh, wow. You haven't watched it yet. Okay, you got to watch that. Yeah. That's that's it's crazy. They show a lot. No, uh, show, they show a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Um, really? Yeah, it looks... Very, very alien-like. It is not Prometheus, which I am not a fan of. Um, as we talked about, you liked it, um, but it, it, <laughs> it even it even shows it even shows kind of the connection between Prometheus and maybe this movie. They kind of hint yeah. at it, and they do show you some visuals that make you kind of connect the dots a little bit. Um, right beyond the David Robot thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know how that connects at all, because when you see the trailer, you'll understand. It doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense to me. But hmm. uh, Danny McBride looks like he's got a sizable role in this movie. He is not a one-off. He looks like he is in many scenes. I think they probably yeah. show him in more scenes than anybody, which, yeah. is, pretty, which, is, which is pretty telling as to, you know, how it's going to play out for the rest of the cast because, you know, you don't... <laughs> some of the people you don't see very much, so you know that they're not going to be around very long. 
Um, which is the Aliens movies. I mean, that's the way it always is. You know, you get right. picked off one, one by one. Um, right. But it looks scary. It does look scary. Um, and exciting. And uh, I, I think it I think it might be okay. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. I'll check it out. I'm not, I'm not against it. I'm still bummed that the other movie's not getting made, but I'll check this one out. I'm a huge Danny McBride fan, so um, I'll go with it. Um, and then today I just saw the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer, the newest one. Oh, I see. I haven't seen that either. Man, I'm just behind. You know, yeah, what am I doing? Out. I don't know. Spend, you know, eight minutes and watch these things. Um, <laughs> I... I uh, I wasn't I wasn't all that excited about this new pirates movie, but some of the trailers have looked kind of interesting, and this one actually makes it look kind of cool. I may I may actually check this one out. Um, the last I don't even I don't even remember the last one. Yeah, it's not memorable at all. That was yeah. the one with uh, Blackbeard, um, and I think that was, that was the last one. I don't even know if I actually saw that whole movie. Because I was kind of soured by the whole thing after the whole two-part thing. The history of the world or whatever. World is not enough. What was it? World is the ocean. Ocean world. What was it called? I don't even remember. Don't. I don't. Don't. Don't correct us. I don't care. I don't. I don't remember. The world isn't wide enough. I guess was the world isn't wide enough. <laughs> it's a it's a wide wide world and the world isn't wide enough for all the pirates. <laughs> it totally makes sense. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think that's we'll just go with that. <laughs> Why not? It's cool. Um and then uh March seventeenth, Iron Fist, we're less than two weeks oh, away. Yeah. Super excited. Can't wait. Um, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Logan starts tomorrow. I think I'm more excited about Iron Fist than I am Logan. Um, yeah. So I honestly don't know when I'm going to even be able to go see Logan. Me either. It's going to be tough. Busy, like this whole weekend. I got a lot of stuff going on as well. Um, I know my, my son is begging me to, to take him this weekend, and I don't know how I'm going to fit it in. But... I'm just not that excited about that movie. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like the way it looks, um, but it looks yeah. kind of like a down, it looks kind of a downer. And yeah. you know, I don't I don't know if I feel like watching a downer right now. You know, it's like a revisionist superhero movie. And you know, the last one that I saw like that was Watchmen, and I mean, I liked it, but um, it's a, a downer, downer too. Yeah, it's a big downer. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I know it's going to be super dramatic and. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, compelling. Um, I just, I don't know if I feel like seeing something like that right now. I'm just not in the mood. Um, yeah. But it's all because of Bill Paxton. Way to go. Screw everything <laughs> up. That makes me sound like I don't even want to see a dramatic movie anymore. Um, oh, did you, did you watch the Oscars? Oh, yeah. Of course, though, I fell asleep before they, you know, the whole big debacle. Are you serious? Yeah, so I that was found like, out about it the next morning. That was like M. Night Shyamalan. Like, that was like the biggest <laughs> twist ending ever. 
Like it was shocking. I let I let uh, I let Karen stay up and watch it. Um, you know the school yeah. night, and I mean for those who don't know, which I, you must be living in some kind of cave somewhere with no internet access or something, that you don't know what happened. But or you just don't La La Land. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> La La Land was announced as Best Picture winner, and then moments later, it was found out found out there was a mistake, and it was actually Moonlight that was given the Best Picture, and Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. Uh, who, you know, they look so confused. I mean, I've watched them <laughs> three times now, and one baby could not look any more, like, confounded. I mean, just looking at that envelope, he looks at it, like, two or three times. And, re- and we re- know the reason now is because he was given the wrong envelope. And they had two yeah. envelopes for every category, and there were two people from Pricewaterhouse who were in charge of all the voting and the, and the envelopes. And they had, you know, two people who were on staff who were there the whole time. And one of the guys looks kind of like a fat Matt Damon. And he <laughs> evidently, he evidently was like, like he's kind of thought of as kind of a big shot, you know, because he, he had done it several times. And, and, uh, and he, was uh, warned to not be on social media during uh, the broadcast because he yeah. was tweeting and, and sending out, you know, pictures and stuff. And evidently, <laughs> he sent out an a Instagram photo moments before he handed the envelope to Warren Beatty um, of Emma Stone uh, winning, you know, carrying her statuette after winning Best Actress. And he immediately deleted it. So I'm thinking that as soon as he... Well, because the thing is is that they had all these protocols in place that... uh, I'm fascinated by this thing. It just blows my mind. Um, Because they only had one job the whole time. And it's like, how do you screw that up? Like, how do you screw up this one job? Which is literally just to hand an envelope to people and just make sure you hand them the right one. I mean, we've all had jobs yeah. that are way, way more complicated than that. And that's, that is not a hard job. That is a super easy job to do. Um, you just gotta, you just gotta, you honestly just have to pay attention. You just have to pay attention. You know, I mean, I, I handed out, I handed out flyers for like restaurants, you know, and, and it's basically the same thing. Like it's nothing. Like it's just, you know, here you go. It's like so simple. <laughs> So easy. <laughs> and so he uh, he screwed it up, and he uh, they had two sets of cards or two sets of envelopes uh, for every category, and they have one person on one side and one person on the other side, just in case like uh, people were going to enter in from either way. Like things get changed, and you know, so they need to have them there, and. Um, and so they, they had two sets of envelopes, and these two people, they actually knew all of the winners, and they were told to memorize all of the winners, top to bottom. So that way, as soon as, as soon as, what was that? I uh, just bumped into something, apparently, while sitting. I thought maybe you And it was very, very loud. That was loud. Um, <laughs> so, they were, so they were told they had to memorize all these, all these winners in the, you know, unbelievable chance that somebody would announce the winner incorrectly. They can step in 
within seconds. Like they would come out like immediately and be like, oh, there's been a mistake. It's actually moonlight. You know, and then they, and like within seconds, before they even like, you know, got anybody to the stage, they would already have corrected it and everything, you know, granted it would look kind of awkward for a second, but nobody would have to, you know, go through kind of the humiliating experience that the producers of La La Land, La La Land had to go through, which is all of them coming up to the stage and then yeah. get like three deep into speeches. Two people had full speeches before the third person heard kind of the murmuring. And the last thing he says as he's finishing his speech is, is he goes, but we lost. <laughs> what did he just say? What did he just lost? And then all of a sudden there's this commotion and everybody's going crazy. And then Warren Beatty steps up out of nowhere and he's like, I just need to let everybody know that I am not a feeble old man and that I am like, I wasn't trying to be funny. He actually said that. He said, I wasn't trying to be funny. I took a long pause because I saw that it was the wrong name on there. And then he hands the, he hands the envelope to Faye Dunaway because he's looking at it like this is messed up. This is wrong. Like how could I have gotten the wrong thing? And so rather than just like speaking up and going, Hey, you know what? Everybody, there's been a mistake. I need the right envelope. And, you know, and, and like, just stopping it. But he didn't. Yeah. He just looked at it like a doddering old man and stared at it for a while. And then what does he do? He just he just hands it over to Faye Dunaway. And Faye Dunaway yeah. doesn't even care. She just looks at it and she goes, I'm not Warren, you big dummy. It says La La yeah. Land. And it's like, <laughs> she didn't even look at it. And yeah. uh, so then, you know, it was complete chaos. Faye Dunaway disappears into the night like Kaiser Soze. She's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, she vanished. Like, you don't see her on any cameras after that. She knew. She was, like, in a car. She was gone. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then the guy who was supposed to be, you know, in control of this, you know, that, like, handed him the wrong envelope, he was supposed to correct this, you know, within seconds. And I think the reason why he didn't, because it took so long for him to get out there, is I think he realized what was going on, and he was busy, like, deleting anything he could off his phone. Like, oh, God, i got to get all these tweets <laughs> out here. i got to get all these, you know, because it took him forever to get yeah. out there. And, and, and the thing is, he didn't even want to go out there. The show's producers had to push him onto the stage <laughs> and go yeah. out there and, like, try to correct it. Yeah, he's he's not going to be fired because he's like a big muckety muck in Price Waterhouse. But I guarantee you, uh, he is going to be in the dankest of basements of everything from now on. Like he will never, yeah. you will never see this man's face on camera again representing no. everything to do with Price Waterhouse. He is going to be in a broom closet. Um, at the yeah. bottom of the headquarters, like <laughs> in, in some one light bulb lit, you know, office. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm seeing. There's there's all sorts of articles saying that those two guys are never they're never going to be involved with the Oscars ever again. <laughs> well, was, well, yeah, <laughs> that Price Waterhouse Cooper just said they're not even going to be anywhere near the Academy Awards anymore. 
it was a guy and a, and a girl. It was a it was a man and a woman. Yeah. And uh, and she didn't do it either. She didn't she didn't go out there and try to correct anything either. And so she you know also broke the protocol. Um, I don't know, very fascinating stuff. Uh, even though you know means zero. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't have any impact on anybody's lives whatsoever. Nothing was different on Monday morning because of this mix-up, um, except for the you know six people that were you know involved in the incident. Um, <laughs> but uh, it just you know yeah, it was crazy. I'd never seen anything like it, and, and uh, my son was just like, "Has this ever happened before?" And I'm like, "No." It, never happened before you just saw like something that's never you know no you've never seen anything like this um so that was fun i was very i was very excited that i watched the whole thing just to see that um and i didn't think it was a bad show i thought jimmy kimmel did a good job um that's all i'll say about it um yeah i was i was entertained until i fell asleep well (laughs) it's not it's not hard to do it's a long show yeah, it's a very long show. Um, what time are we at? Nah, we're at about an hour. Uh, we'll um, get to fast pitch. Damn it! Yeah. What is going on, man? It's like our most popular segment. It's our only. It's our only. It's our only segment, and now we haven't done it for two weeks in a row. Which um, <laughs> just it's just going to build up anticipation for. Um, for the next time, yeah. Yeah. I guess we could just do a fast pitch segment sometime. So yeah, we could. Like, like ten minute thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. That sounds boring. That? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. Um, did you have anything that you want to talk about? Anything? Uh, I know you you posted something about Tron. Do you want to talk about? Yeah. That? Yeah, uh, you know, Tron 3 was canned a while back, and it was it was really weird because it was going from it was in post production or I'm sorry pre production, and um, stars were attached to it, and the director was coming back, the director who did Tron Legacy, and and then all of a sudden Disney just said, nope, it's not going to happen, and everyone was a little shocked, but nobody has really talked about it until just a little bit ago. The the director said that. Their script was in a good place. It was about 80% complete. Um, it actually had a title. It had, you know, cast uh, associated with it. Uh, it was going to be called Tron Ascension. And uh, it was actually going to be mostly in the real world as sort of a, a spin on the whole concept, you know, because in the the second one, Clue was trying to get an army out into the real world, so it looks like he was actually going to uh, succeed and, and get out, um, which is interesting because, you know, the, the first one is all about going into the computer, and the second one is sort of, you know, is it was it good to get into the, the computer world? It was sort of the struggle there, you know, the story of father and son, and then the third one would have been about, you know, the the computer world invading the real world, which I think is a pretty good analogy for what's actually happened in real life. I liked um, it. Uh, I liked it better the first time I saw it when it was called Pixels. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, yeah, I never saw Pixels. Actually, but actually, I didn't like Pixels. 
So that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it better. I hated pixels. Um, no, I never saw and it. it had, but it's kind of the same idea. The video yeah. game characters come to life, and I don't know. I mean, it's a terrible title, Tron Ascension. It, yeah. it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound easy to spell. There's like, a C, there's like a there's like a CI in there or something. Like it's like you know that that's going to be confusing. Um, <laughs> I would have, I would have, yeah, I would have gone with the title. Um, but they said it could still the, happen. What was the technology? The now? I mean, it totally could. Um, yeah, you could bring Jeff Bridges back and do that creepy computer-generated uh, younger version of himself thing again, and. Well, I'm sure he would be back. I mean, he'd be playing uh, Clue, the bad guy. Yeah. And Killian Murphy was supposed to be back. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, he was good. I yeah, really love the, small the first two. Yeah. I mean, those are, I think they're, they're great movies. Well, then I, I read, too, in the article that you posted that Bruce Boxleitner was on board uh, to do it, and then I guess he just, like, changed his mind, which, yeah. what, is, what, is, what is he doing? Like, they're going to be like, He's eh, probably just... Probably tired of being jerked around by somebody. Yeah, I'm just too busy. I'm just way too busy <laughs> to be involved in this movie that I'll probably not have to do a whole lot for. Yeah, and get paid a pretty sizable amount, you know, pretty big check for like them just capturing my likeness and then using it to digitally recreate my face on the yeah. computer, you know. Skeletons. <laughs> it's not too tough. How hard is that? Let's put the little box Although, on your face. If it was in the, uh, it's in the real world, though. I'm sure Alan would be a, a major character. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, was he unless in they the just one? decide to. Yeah, he was in the second one. Was he? Okay. At the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. No, I remember. He came in and was like, oh, I, you know, you're just like your dad, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah, I remember that now. And Jeff Bridges just, I mean, unless he plays a, a cowboy, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he's doing much else. And I love Jeff Bridges, but this kind of his thing now. He's just yeah. playing this hard-to-understand cowboy. <laughs> does this weird thing with his mouth now that I can't understand him when he talks. It's strange. And he doesn't sound like that in an interview. It just, he just does it for, like, these characters. <laughs> it's very odd. It's like, a, it's like a choice he makes. Like, I'm going to be unintelligible. That's my character choice. It's very difficult for anybody to understand me. All right. Well, I think that's it. I know you gotta get going. Um, yeah. Still, I'm still bummed about Bill Paxton. I feel a little bit better after making a few jokes, but still depressed. Um, I'm hoping this third one that goes is not somebody else. Um, but you know, you don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. But it's gonna happen before next week. We've already proved that. So when we come back next week, there will be another I think you can count round. on it. Yeah, I think you, you can count, count on it now. We we proved the theory. So and you can blame us. Yeah, we'll have yeah. killed another celebrity. 
That's right. Um, <laughs> well, um, I don't think we even introduced ourselves at the beginning, so I guess we'll just sign off with us. Uh, I'm Steve. And I'm Doug. And we you have been wait waiting. Wait jump in there. Um, yeah, thank you. We're getting some delays on this one. This one's been... I'm blaming yeah, the satellites. I think we're being tapped. Um, yeah. This has been the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. Look for us online at 10mfh.com. You can get Doug at Wugman Max. He's also uh, on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Dennis the Office Cobra. And uh, that's it. Music's playing. We're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye.